All right, welcome to another episode of Fresh Pharaoh. We're your host, Fresh Pharaoh. And your boy, Rod the Guy. <laughs> In today's episode, uh, we're going to talk about... Um, we're going to talk about us, us as in, you know, black people. And we're going to talk about how we got to the point of where we are today in society. And I think that's a very controversial topic because we don't know our history. And the history we do know is always diluted with history. And when I say history, I mean like break the word apart, his story. You know what I'm saying? True. Our story isn't always our story. It's someone else writing about our story. That's one of the biggest things um, that like go against our unification as a people, you know, as a whole. We can't be unified for the future if we can't even decide on our past. You know what I'm saying? Like we got so many developers. Yeah, yeah. Like so many different people saying one thing and then Others of our kind saying another thing, and it's like, yo, like we we can't make up our minds as a people. How do we hope to come together in order to elevate everyone uh, in our race? Yeah, I agree. We got to develop like a, a certain identity, you know, as a whole before we you know, move forward together. You know what I'm saying? Because if a team's all on different pages, you know, they nothing get accomplished. They're all trying to accomplish different things. Very true. Very true. Right. And so what we're going to do is we're going to take it back and we're about to give y'all facts. Ooh. We don't, we, we, about to, we about to drop some gems and knowledge about who we really are and who we came. And you might be asking, well, what y'all 18, 19 year olds know that I don't know? Let me tell you, I know what the book is. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> uh, you're I know what the book is. Yeah, like, you know, they hide the, the knowledge in books because hey, they know hey, what they say? You say books is nigger repellent. <laughs> Yep. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what was that from? Literally. Oh my God. Uh, Boom. Yes. Remember, he was like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, let's say take it back. We're going to take it back to where. Well, I'm not, before I say where it began, we're going to focus on a very specific group of black people. And by that group, I mean Othello. the Moors. Right. Othello's, right? <laughs> and there's a lot of controversy when it comes to the topic of the Moors. And shout out to Asita Duke of Tears because I learned a lot of the stuff from him and watching his videos regarding the Moors. Because it's a it's also a war between the Moors because there's divisions between them. So even the people that help create the things that that help you know create everything for us have their right. own internal problems. Mm-hmm. But let, but besides the point, the Moors were the ones who were people think of what alchemic science and things of so that they that more science is all of that. We created all of that. We studied the environment in nature and took it apart and be able and made everything from it essentially. We come from kings, queens, lines of that. But I think something common that always hinders us is our race's acceptance of others. And let me let me break that down so people don't get offended. Not like I care, but so you don't get offended. It's we're one of the only races that allow like everyone to come in. Like think of I think a perfect example is hip hop, right? If you see, think about how the country tried to destroy Lil Nas X, mm-hmm. right? But hip hop, we see a white rapper, we throw him in like, hey man, you cool, you know what I'm saying? And now think now look at Post Malone, he chopping all of all the charts. Literally, he sells more than pretty much nearly any rapper. 
on charts. And I just wanted my that's what I mean by like when we incorporate, we get so we're we're so well, we were dead wrong. Let's bring them in so they don't feel how we felt. But sometimes I think that can play to your downfall. And I take this to the Moors because of course the Moors they spread as they spread from uh I think they they are prominently like in West and North Night uh Africa. And they spread of course to Europe. That's how you have the uh Othello the Moor, that whole Shakespearean mm-hmm. novel came from uh that's why you have the buildings look the way they were because we came with that architectural knowledge but of course them being there means they're spreading that knowledge to the european you know what i'm saying (laughs) and so the knowledge spreads of course but i think incorporating them can also play to the downfall because they'll use it against you as we saw what they do i uh i agree with that like if you take it years into the future uh you know we talk about integration now, a lot of people, when they talk about integration, uh, a lot of people see it as the greatest thing that ever happened, you know, civil rights, you know, yeah, right. hooray, all that, which I agree to, you know, some point. But when you really look at it, when black people were self-contained, when all they had were each other, they supported each other. You know what I'm saying? We we created what we needed in order to be successful on our own. Uh, supporting black businesses wasn't something that we had to ask each other to do. It was something that was just done. And once, you know, things became right. integrated, now we start, like you said, just accepting every other race, you know what I'm saying, and start supporting everyone else except for ourselves. So, you know, even yeah. when you look in our own communities, you know, the the black dollar, it goes to so many different other communities before it will even come to our own. You know, if you look at who owns right. the beauty supply stores and who owns the nail shops and who owns all of these things that, you know, our, our black people support day in and day out. But then you got a black business down the street that's struggling, even though it's within a community of people that look like them. And so, you know, just piggybacking right. off of what you said, that whole support of everyone else. Now, I'm not saying that it's wrong. You know, I love everyone. I support everyone. But at the end of the day, you got to understand that if you're supporting everyone while neglecting your own people, then there's a disconnect somewhere. And right. exactly. You're, you're part so of the that problem. disconnect is, you know, I feel like one of the main reasons why we are in the situation that we are in now at least if you look at it in an economic standpoint. And I think another issue is the mindset of people, right? People love to, I think the uh, 4th of July, let's talk about 4th of July. I love clowning people about 4th of July. They will go, all you're talking about, we are oppressed people. And then 4th of July, they pop out dressed up as a flag. And I'm like, boy. Have y'all ever what? read on um, Frank you, Douglas how um, Fourth of July not not for us something like that? Because like, it's not for us, right? Like, yeah, mm-hmm. I read it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because yeah, but while people were in slaves talking about, oh yeah, freedom for all and all, and like no, no, there's a whole people that he was put at the bottom of society, and y'all talking about we're all free, we're all equal. No, that we're not free. So like, oh, so none of that. And I was just saying like the, keep going, the keep whole. Going message behind 4th of July people say oh this celebrates our nation's freedom but who, what do you mean our 
this that that nation had nothing to do with my people back then. They were not concerned whatsoever about my people's independence on this so-called holiday. I'm like, y'all can pop y'all fireworks, go to y'all cookouts right. or whatever. Y'all do what y'all want. But when it comes to the whole independence thing, are you serious? Like, our people were still in bondage during that time. Our people were still being treated like mm-hmm. we were less than animals. So don't try to tell me that this holiday represents our independence. No. And I think that brings back to a very important topic that most of us do not know about, and that is the boule, right? And the boule was known as black black people that would work with the white man, or I'm not going to say the white man, just the European or our enemies in general, but they played it off if it was good for mm-hmm. you, right? And there are tons of them throughout history. They're always throughout history. It's people you won't believe. There's people who switched. It's throughout. And uh, let's talk about that real quick, you know, because I think that they are they t- they play a big role like, in where well, we are. You know, before we get into it, I feel like the best way to like describe what the boule are because they still very much so exist is. A wolf in sheep's clothing. So for a lot of us that don't know who they are, that'd be the best way to really think about what they are for the black community. They're these individuals that you would think to be your friend or a leader, but in reality, they're working with your oppressors to make sure that you stay oppressed. And so, you know... Right. Even when we were talking about um talking about the slaves and how they were given the Christian religion, uh, you know, Christianity, it wasn't a the slave master just go and try to to teach all of the slaves. It was the slave master would give the book to the leader of the slaves and then he would he would, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. disseminate that information to the slaves because they looked up to him or her or whoever it was that was leading them. And so that same thing happens now where the people that we look up to, you know, we follow them. Now, if their motives are behind, you know what I'm saying? If they're working with our oppressors, then of course the message that they give to us, you know, we're following, we're up under the oppression and that can be done, you know, very, very subtly. And so people would never know that they are being led into oblivion because the people that are leading them are people that look mm-hmm. like them. Um, you know, it was even said um, mm-hmm. in the, the new movie Queen and Slim where they needed help and dude was like, oh, mm-hmm. I hope it's a black person. And then uh, the woman was like, well, that's not always good, which is true. Like our people, there are, are, there are individuals in our race that are not concerned about the well-being and the elevation of the people that look like them. Facts. And I think you mentioned like three good points. I'm mean, we gonna go off mm-hmm. into real. We gonna go into some small tangents on them, but because you talked mm-hmm. about the fact of people being called mm-hmm. slaves, the Christian doctrine, and people not being for you. So I'm going to do a quick tangent on slave real quick, because the way I think of this word now has changed that I've researched it. I think you physically cannot be a slave because by definition, slave, the word slave is an ethnicity. 
only people who are born of from Sylvania or or that heritage are can, can be considered slaves, right? A slave is a specific heritage of people. That's where you tangent. You know how you can say like, he is from Ireland. He is Irish. He is from Sylvania. He is a slave. That's where the name slaves from. So you cannot be physically a slave unless you are a person of that ethnicity or from that nation. So physically, you the name the word slave. They have, you have given mm-hmm. you have given power to it. Because mm-hmm. the word slave is simply but an ethnicity. You are just claiming something you are not. You cannot be a slave unless you are from that ethnicity. And that's just a quick tangent I wanted to go on that because I think people don't understand that because they just go with what history has told them. I, I forget where I... Every word... What are you saying? I said every word has a background. For example, like... Yeah, Because oh, with slave, I, I forget where I read this from. It was like, they're saying in the hills of... What, where did you say slavery originated from? Sylvania. Well, no, I'm not saying slavery. I'm saying that's the that's no, the I'm saying because I remember the report was that these people were like so they didn't know how to like they could they couldn't have like produce offspring because they're they're like having sex with other men and they didn't they could not they literally could not survive on their own. People had to come and nurture them. That's where I, that's where that I feel like the whole notion came from because these people were literally like trying to inbreed with other men. They couldn't even make their own food. Couldn't find their way. They were dying of sickness. They didn't know why. So that's where the whole notion of slave originated from. So that was the only account in human history where people were actually s- slaves. Everywhere else is the whole men- slave mentality of thinking that you can take care of yourself. Well, I think that the the European knows what it meant, and they know you don't know mm-hmm. what it means because you're miseducated. Yeah. And you've been miseducated your whole life, so of course you're not going to know. But they know how it is, so they can use it against you, and you wouldn't mm-hmm. even know it. Which brings me to my next point, the Christian doctrine. And I think this is because when I talk about this, people get so in their fields quick, but there is literally truth to it. Let's just start with the basic. When you claim yourself as any form as Christian, you place yourself under the jurisdiction of the Pope. Mm-hmm. That's how Christianity works. If you claim you're a Christian, because the all the... Uh, What's the building called? Wherever it is where the Pope is at, you're under his jurisdiction. Not saying his, but the people that, of course, the Catholic the people Catholic that Church? run it, but regardless. From the Catholic huh? Church? Okay. Yeah, and there's the Catholic people inside that pretty much run it, but the Pope is still the mm-hmm. figurehead. But when you claim you're Christian, you put yourself under their doctrine. Uh-huh. Therefore, anything he's, anything the Pope says and you don't do, they can come and try you for that because you you put yourself under that doctrine just by claiming it. By giving yourself to the church, for so this is why the KKK was allowed because the KKK claimed itself as a Christian doctrine that was fulfilling a quote unquote Christian prophecy, which is why lynching was let to be a, a that which is why people weren't getting tried for lynching because if you claim you were a Christian male or a Christian at all, then you chose then the KKK lynched you, it's because you put yourself under the Christian prophecy which was being fulfilled fulfilled by the KKK. Mm-hmm. That is the full science of the KKK. Yeah. It was a fulfillment of their Christian prophecy. So when you call yourself a black Christian, you put yourself under that jurisdiction of Rome, who is under the jurisdiction of the Pope. And the Boule, this brings back to the Boule, because they are part of this. The Boule helped make sure, as Donovan said, as Don the Ascendant said, that you were miseducated and convinced by your brethren who was the wolf in sheep's clothing. 
which leads us to the last part of this tangent, which will help us move along, is that the there are tons of people out that are boule, but you don't even know. I think celebrities, a lot of black celebrities are part of the boule. And it's not because they don't want to help you, but the ones specifically in Hollywood can't help you. Mm. Because they're in a play Hollywood, everybody know Hollywood is full of that satanic coach and all that nonsense. Therefore, they know if they try to help, they 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 put in self in jeopardy too. All your celebrities are in the game. That doesn't mean they're trying to play it. They might have came in just trying to be doing what their passion is, but then they got stuck and they realizing, well, I can't even help my people. And I say that because you don't see a lot of celeb- black celebrities pouring them immense amounts of money back into their communities. Not too many of them. And I'm not saying that it's a problem that they, they have to, but some of them want to and they can't because of this system. I, said, I remember and, um, well, you know, while saying? I was doing my research on the boule, uh, how it was, this, it was saying that they represented like the top 1% or 5% of the, the black community. And so the boule is is filled with people mm-hmm. who have the means to elevate our people, but the fact that the organization as a whole is meant to suppress our people means that even if you want to help, if you're a part of this this organization, you literally cannot because that goes against the entire message and the entire purpose. Right of the organization itself. Uh, so, you know, this is further supporting what you were just saying. Oh, so then let's, let's go into specific people now, because now that we have, we have a good background of it, we can tell you people, and this is where people are going to try to try to probably get disconnected. But when you read and research, you will find out that it's true. Now let's, let's take it back to, uh, let's start with civil rights. Who are the big two key factors in there for the black community? Malcolm X, MLK. Now, what if I told you one of them was a boule? Right. He was like, man, that don't make no sense, man. I could have to look it up, bro. MLK was a boule. Malcolm X wasn't. And here's my evidence to back it up. Your enemy will never paint someone in a light that messed mm-hmm. them up. If someone killed your relative, right, are you going to paint them out to be a great person? You're not going to be like, I still love this person with all my heart, but you're still going to have some anger. And like, you're not going to paint them as that Mm -hmm. good. So I say, look at how MLK is portrayed in textbooks and history. MLK would have a very, and I remember, especially in eighth grade, they would have, he would have like a very small box or like a page or two. Because they would say everything he stood for was unethical. Whereas MLK get a whole chapter, man. You know what I'm saying? He yeah, get the yeah. whole 50, 60 pages of the book. Mm-hmm. However, if if our enemy hated MLK for what he did so much, why would they paint him in such a great light? You don't paint you don't paint your enemy in such a great way. And so this leads into MLK stated after getting closer and closer to getting the civil rights that he advocated for in an interview that we ran into a burning house. Now, I don't know how any other, but everybody else going to interpret that analogy. But if you run into a burning house, it means you're practically yeah, killing track. yourself. Yeah, exactly. Is it not? 
Right, right, right. Uh, if you run into a burning house, I mean, you can just say he's trying to save someone. He ain't saying no one was in the house. He just said you ran into a burning house. It just sounded mm-hmm. like suicide. That was his direct statement after getting after he heard Congress is putting in motion the bill to create civil rights. Mm-hmm. After that interview, he was shot. Mm-hmm. Right. That's when he, his assassination began. That is because him stating that was a was against the code of the bullet. The whole act of think about it. Think about even though they, they did so many terrible things during the civil rights time, especially during MLK's time, it still happened. To meet a million man march not the perfect time to go in. You know what I'm saying? To do all the worst things, but they ain't do barely anything during that march. Yep. But it was at the top of the crowd amongst everyone. They easily just took him out, out right there. But no, they let him speak. Right, right. That's my point. Because if it, if anybody else, they would. If you can, if you can yeah. JFK got took out amongst people, and they knew he was going to be there. That means they. That means it's part of the plan. Mm-hmm. See, you have to see through my, my what is being displayed. Well, I finally didn't mean to cut you off, but um. Mm-hmm. You know, when because you mentioned the the history, the textbooks, and how so often um, MLK, his message and his doctrine is given to us, you know, in, in such a large manner. And Malcolm X's message is, you know, a lot of the times overlooked. And you know, I just tell people to to really look at it. Mm-hmm. You know, when you see MLK, a lot of the times it's you know nonviolence. You know, they they want us to be docile. They want us to to just accept what's happening and then mm-hmm. to ask the uh the oppressor for what what's owed us. You know what I mean? They want us to ask someone to treat us right or they, they want us to ask someone to, to give us things that we should have been given, you know what I'm saying, when we were born. And so, mm-hmm. you know, I just feel like it mm-hmm. them painting MLK's message to be the right thing and teaching the youth that, you know, when something isn't going away, you you don't go out and get it. You know what I'm saying? You don't go out and take what's yours. You sit there and you wait for someone to give you what's yours. You know what I'm saying? And so that whole mindset mm-hmm. of, you know, this, this situation that I'm in, you know, I shouldn't just go out and, and change it for myself. I should just wait for someone else to come by, come by and, and fix it for me. As long as I just remain complacent where I am, right. you know what I'm saying, and just ask, you know what I'm saying, be peaceful. Well, Malcolm X, on the other hand, as we all know, by any means necessary, and could do imagine, mm-hmm. imagine, right. if all black youth have been taught from the very beginning by any means necessary. You go out and take what's yours. Now, do you? Do you know how, how mm-hmm. fearful our oppressors would be if every black child came into their power and right. we all became like came as one and was like, look, we see how y'all doing us, we won't stand for it any longer. So now now we coming together mm-hmm. and we coming to take what's ours. Right. Now just just imagine that. Imagine all of that, that all that strength, all that power together as one unit. Right, that's something they would never want to see because they know (laughs) our pressures know that that's something that they cannot handle. That's something that they cannot defeat. And so you don't want to give the youth, the people, that power. You don't want to empower them with that. So, of course, you would give them something that would take away their power. 
without them even realizing it. And so, you know, I tell people mm-hmm. this all the time. I'm not knocking MLK's message. You know what I'm saying? Like, but when you look at it from, you know, just take a step back and just really look at how the information is given to us. Like, just look at how the schools, we push everything on MLK. We got a whole holiday for him. You know what I'm saying? We out of school whole day. And, you know, as soon as January come around, everything, MLK this, MLK that. You know, February, Black History Month, MLK, all that. Right. All these movies. movies. We got cartoons. We got everything. Right. But then, you know, the message is just teaching our kids, our youth, that look, when things are happening that you don't want happen and you think you have the power to change it, don't. You know what I'm saying? And I think what you said was great about how the information is presented to us. Because remember this, the accuracy of stories such as MLK, Nat Turner, Harriet Tubman, they're only going to be as accurate as they want it to be. Mm -hmm. As they need it to be. They they only gonna make it as accurate as it needed mm-hmm. to be, cause they just gonna write and like, man, they don't need to hear that. They can't mm-hmm. hear that part. We just mm-hmm. X that out the story, and they gonna give you that. See, you expect higher power, but Ooh. you ain't got the power to reach Ooh. higher. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Time. I like that. Let me let me say one more time. One more time. They expect Ooh. higher power, but don't have the power to reach higher. See, we we want we love to compare things, but we never want to be the change for the like we like to compare mm-hmm. ourselves to another race. Well, how about you be that change, right? Rich black Americans don't put money into their own, but every other nationality and ethnicity does. Mm-hmm. You ever notice that? Jews put back into their Jewish their, their Jewish communities and they get bigger and wealthier. Hispanics, all of them. But we don't. Why? Why? Why is that? It's because one our rich black friends are in contracts with the enemy, so they know if they, they do mm-hmm. it, it's game. Let's think about one of the biggest ones currently, Oprah. Ooh-wee. Boy, she and that thing knee-deep. You know she knee-deep when she rooting for Harvey Weinstein. She friends with Harvey Weinstein. Mm-hmm. Have you seen that man? That man look like, first of all, he looked like, <laughs> like, a, ooh, like a mutated beaver. I was laughing so hard when I was seen him. I was like, he did what the who? He did what the who? I was like, child, please. But Harvey Weinstein, the freaking dude, who who knows what that man has done to these women? And she's friends with him. Crazy. You kidding me? Are you kidding me? He in jail now. He probably gonna rob. They probably they probably gonna kill. Hey, they probably gonna play him as suicide and take him somewhere else, just so like they did uh, Epstein. But my point is, how can you support someone who supports him? Very true. Doesn't even make any sense. It's, you know it's, what I'm it's saying? the denial. You don't want to accept that you someone would sister. do that. Yeah. Someone you that someone you admire so much would do something right. so wrong or like support somebody that's so wrong. Now, I'm still waiting for her to say something about it. She ain't said nothing about her friend Harvey getting put up. Uh, I just can't imagine. I see I seen a picture of him on TMZ. I was laughing. I was like, him? You want to sex with that? Right mm. Mm. That thing right. Okay. Mm. I just I just don't get it. And people are so oblivious to it, man. They are so oblivious to everything that we've been told. And again, it's is again the miseducated how we've been miseducated throughout the years. I think 
this is no this is no offense to our like great grandmothers or grandmothers, but if you look about it, if you look at it, even when it comes to things simple as religion, what you was taught was don't question it. Yeah, because that's considered blasphemous or don't like you know, it. yeah, you're deemed to go to hell right. or something like that if you question yeah. what you think. But, yeah, but right, but it, with that mindset, how does anyone know anything about mm-hmm. it? You know, that's all you were told. Some man woke up one day and said, "Hey, believe in God." You're like, okay. Why? Don't you ask no question, boy. You know, okay, I've seen it in my own eyes. I promise you. I, I seen him. He spoke, he spoke to me to tell you to listen to this. Like, okay. And so, this this is another example that brings back to that Christian doctrine thing. See, what the boule did was they, well, let me think about, I'm not going to say Harriet Tubman's a boule, but what I'm going to say is, is how she, remember, Harriet Tubman was known as a spy, right? Mm-hmm. She was a spy in the Revolutionary War. But think about it. If the government is ran by the white man, how the heck is she getting at her spy in them anyway? You're not even, you're free, but you're not free by legislation or nothing yet. I'm not like Revolutionary War, I mean Civil War, my bad. But uh, you're not free by no amendment. You weren't, they weren't allowed in there. That means the people she was spying on was us. She was spying on Boule, who was working mm-hmm. with the enemy. Right? But what she didn't realize is what she was doing was she was bringing people from the South to the North to give them a Christian education, which put them under the 14th Amendment, therefore putting them under the KKK mm-hmm. prophecy, right? Let that sink in. Y'all probably don't even know what I said. <laughs> I'm saying... That because that means she had to spy on us. That means she was spying on us. She's bringing people from the north to the south. You're free. You are not free because the word emancipate means change of ownership. It does not mean has nothing to do with the concept of being free. You went from being a person's owned person to a government owned person. In no way are you free. You're just you just changed ownership. And so you're putting them under the and then the Fourteenth Amendment came. So you had these Fourteenth Amendment people who are then coming down, getting that Christian education, claiming I am not a Christian, who are now getting lynched. Mm. Because they have put themselves under that prophecy. That's all I'm saying, man. And I think, another, let's go back to Malcolm X real quick. I think another issue with that. Did y- any of y'all watch the uh, Malcolm X documentary? Oh, about I, that was probably so long ago. I probably don't remember. Let me be real with you. Ooh. Bro, I know. Like I'm telling ago. you. Either I just don't remember or it was a while ago. And so in the episode, well, in the show, pretty much it shows that we are our own own Mm -hmm. worst enemy. Because within it, you see, you see the person who, you see the people, the nation of Islam, which is, because pretty much the the nation of Islam killed Malcolm because he had a fallout with uh, Minister Farrakhan, long story short. But the problem about it is that he, they let two innocent men rot in prison for who knows how many years before they proved them innocent, where the killer was just walking around free. But they knew. People knew who the killer was. Didn't say anything. Wow. They sat there and let him rot. 
they sat there at the, they sat here and then then in the show when they went to well not in the show but when they a few years after, well years later of course after they figured out who it was and went to interview him based off of these information he miraculously the died miraculously died wow. yeah he just he just died soon as he's like yeah I'll come do the interview dude just died come on now but my problem with that is that you got the killer sitting there chilling Dudes who was sitting next to the killer with Malcolm X ain't even say nothing. I ain't seen nothing, man. Like, are you kidding me? And we are our own worst enemy, literally. We throw ourselves down. Often, we have people in the black community that's so interested in self-gain, that's so interested in, you know, getting to where our oppressors are, that they get there at the expense of the people that surround them. And so now you got people mm-hmm. that's like, all right, you know what? I'm going to be rich. I'm going to be famous. I'm going to be this or that. And then they get up there and you don't even realize that, you know what I'm saying? You don't condemn the people around you to a life of misery because you're sitting there and you just leading them on. You, you, you leading them and you pretty much are the oppressor at this point. Exactly. They, they programmed us early to so, so, well, from back then they wanted us to like you know want to appease or please them so like put them as a higher pedestal either subconsciously or consciously you know it or not so I feel like when you see them you know rich they want it they, in order to get like them they feel like they have to push their brothers down under you know and this is another way they program you see I'm gonna talk about because this is how, this is how they just make us look dumb sometimes right they tell you you could not have been a slave for 400 years when a country was only about 244 years old at the time mm-hmm. when slavery ended. You can't even do math, homie. You just gonna listen to all it was 400 years. If you look from the American Revolution, which is when the were maybe a few years prior to when there were slaves being brought over to America as slaves and not even indentured servants, and then to the end of quote unquote slavery. Not four hundred years, man. It's two. It's like two hundred and forty-four years. You just you can't even do basic math. You just gonna because that's that goes to yeah. It's the number they just heard. They just be like, oh, I ain't gonna look it up for myself. I'm just gonna go with it. Yeah, that probably is right. So yeah. Because I was like four hundred years. I don't even. That doesn't even sound right. I mean, of course, if you go by, if you go by, uh, in terms of Christopher Columbus, but that's mm-hmm. West Indies. That's not. U.S. in terms of the, the Americas, right? No, yeah. at least America. Okay. Right, right, and that all just—it just shows how we are easily misguided and miseducated to an extent. Where you just, sometimes you just gotta—you just shake your head and be like, "Man, I can't I even like- can't even do this no more." We're told that we're also told that like monarchy is bad. We're told democracy is the only form of government that's ever needed. Yet we're finding so many insecurities and faults in the infrastructure regarding yeah, us. Sure. You ain't never hear no bad stories about. Uh, well, let me. I'm not gonna say that. I'm not, you ain't, you didn't hear too many yeah. bad stories about the ancient Egypts and the kings, queens, and mm. the pharaohs. All the corruption from them came from their priest who wanted people to pay for salvation, leading to the cult, the formation of the cult of Ra. But aside from that, you have monarchy 
looked high upon. But whereas democracy is having all these faults in these issues we're having that we cannot seem to solve in a place where you're quote-unquote free. I just feel like the whole miseducation and the misguidance of black people is the main reason that we are where we are today. Because so often we see our people being told one thing and then the truth is something completely different. You know what I mean? We got our people out here thinking that they only came from slaves right. and you know what I'm saying? That That's their entire heritage and we got people thinking that wherever they are in life, that's just how it is and that's how it's going to always be. You know? And, you know, a lot of people don't realize the actual power that they come from, the power that's within them, the power our ancestors had. So, you know, we get stuck in this cycle and that cycle is, you know, generational, honestly. You know what I'm saying? Slavery is a modern-day disaster. And a lot of people don't even realize that. If they knew the impact that it had, they would, they would take themselves away from it and reevaluate everything. You look at things with a new light, with a new... Right. You look at things with your mm-hmm. real eye. You know what I'm saying? You see... And I just think we, the people listening need to take into account what we're saying. Go research. Because researching opens up channels in your mind. It opens up pathways in your right. mind to enhance and think greater, right? Like, literally. If you, since we're all engineers, think about it. Like, just think about it like this. When you do a math question you don't know how to do, you ain't never did it, you don't know how to do it. But once you study it, you see it one time, you do it at the back of your mm-hmm. hand because you studied it, you practiced it. So now it's second nature. It, it, or so if you see something similar to it, you automatically know how to do it. Same thing with researching and studying. You'll look at it. You might not understand it more. You might not believe it. So you keep researching and you see it pop up several times the deeper you go. So then you can right. put two and two together and, and once piece you together the what task, really You look happened. back and realize how much more you've grown since you began. You know what I'm saying? It's a new, a creation, new perspective to it. So, yeah. Right. Right. You Dang. can look back I'm at it. I'm like, more powerful than I thought. Okay. I actually completed this task. Right. And take into it, man. I don't even think there's much we can say on it because it's so much inform it's so much misinformation. You have to you can no longer understand something. You must overstand stuff to grasp what you're reading or learning. And so on that note, I think we'll uh I think we'll close out this episode. Uh-huh. So y'all know the drill. We are fresh for entertainment.